Thanks for tuning in to another Witch Podcast. I'm your hostess with the mostess, Auralis. I want to start by saying thank you all so much for your love and your feedback and you're like, oh shit, you're back on. I got the notification and was like, wah. So um, yeah, the full moon in Aries, Jupiter direct, Mercury direct, found got me inspired, found me working. You know, like inspiration finds you working. Like I was already... Anyone who knows me knows I'm like always working on something. And so I was really inspired. I was inspired and I feel like I missed talking to the people about my perspective of the witch experience, right? Like I feel like that's what you can expect at another witch podcast. I'm always going to give you real life through the eyes of a witch, it is what it is. We, you know, we just see things a little bit differently. We um, have all all types of practitioners have different abilities and stuff. And so um, my personal journey, I'll be sharing with you as much as I can in the hopes that it inspires you, in the hope that it makes you more curious, in the hope that it maybe scares you a little bit, you know? If you're a little afraid, you're alive and you're and you're growing and expanding and stretching. So I'm here for all of that. The full moon in Aries definitely lit my ass up. So super grateful. I was hearing so many conversations about that. My friends were like, dude, what the fuck was that? The energy was nuts. I couldn't go to sleep. And then people were like, oh, the full moon. Is that why I couldn't sleep for a week? Like I couldn't sleep for two days. It was so crazy. I couldn't stop working. I couldn't. I was so inspired. So I think that's super freaking cool that people are paying attention and that that's what I meant last week when I said take a time stamp. You know, you're going to hear this episode whenever you get to it. And maybe it's weeks later, months later, and the season is different. But if you have that time, you know what I mean? Then you can take a little time stamp and be like, this is what was happening around the time of the full moon or around the time of Jupiter Direct. That's so interesting. It kind of lines up with X, Y, and Z. You can start to build like a plan and some patterns once you kind of once you start to see these uh, alignments and consistencies in your narrative. Full moon in Aries was a full blown holy shit. But let's talk about Scorpio season because we in it, baby. We are in it to win it. I am hype. My birthday is November 14th. Scorpio season, arguably the best season. (laughs) I'm ready to argue about it. No, but I mean, it's the witchiest season of the year. You know, Halloween is here in Scorpio season. Dia de los Muertos is here in in Scorpio season. Samhain is here in Scorpio season. The thinning of the veil is here in Scorpio season. So we bring you the mysteries, the shadow, the darkness, the rebirth, the transformation, the witchcraft, the heightened psychic abilities, your necromancers, your mediums. We, you're welcome, planet. So, (laughs) we are so great. We are so great. (laughs) And Scorpios are also the ones in bed. Like, I am a total failure. Fucking emotional asses. Still waters run deep, you know. Scorpios intense. Intensity, intensities. Anyone who knows anything about me knows I'm intense for no reason. 
Like, everything is on a thousand because I get hype. Like, I get so excited about the things that bring me joy and the things that... Like, I'm just like, I feel everyone should know about this. And that's really what made this podcast a thing. Because I was like, I feel like everyone should know. I wish I had known when I started my practice and when I started my spiritual journey and really, really, really un- unpacking my mysteries. Like, I wish somebody had given me some of the insight that I'll be sharing with you guys on this podcast. Um, the waning moon in Cancer right now real quick is asking us to feel and then release those feelings that are no longer in alignment with who we are we are on the brink of transformation november 4th is the new moon in scorpio sun in scorpio moon in scorpio is transformation at its finest at its most magnified you're being asked to release all that is doing nothing fucking for you so that you can have all of the things that you've been asking for. You can't, I mean, you can, you do whatever you want. But asking for something and then not being ready to receive it is a surefire way to lose confidence in your ability to manifest your desires. Because if you're not in alignment with the intentions you set for yourself, you are going to miss them. You're not lined up with them. So you may not even see them coming and you may let them pass you by. It's important when you're doing the work. You can do the magic. The rule of thumb is right, set it and forget it. You do the magic, you do the spell work, you do your conjure, root work, whatever you whatever you like to call it, however you practice. You do it and then you're like, cool, done. It's happening, that's it, good and good. But then if every day your small intentions don't line up with your big intentions, you lose. You kind of lose sight of the point. And my what I'm saying in saying that is it's really important that you believe in your ability to do spell work that manifests what you want, but you're also on a daily basis amplifying that same energy, right? So it's like... You set in motion that you want to be queen of whatever, the boss of whatever. So now you got to walk around every day like you're a boss. You've already put it, you put in the order. You put in the order, now fucking act like it, right? And so this moment here, this waning moon is asking us to shed all of those things that go against what we see for ourselves in the bigger picture. It's really challenging. I I confess, I have um, Scorpio, right? So it's like this need to be dark and mysterious and kind of like linger in the shadow, etc. So sometimes I think it can be comfortable, at least from my perspective, it can be really comfortable to be in a place that would be seemingly uncomfortable to another person because... (laughs) Scorpios are no stranger to drama and trauma. So it's like, oh, no, yeah, this is perfectly normal. (laughs) And it's absolutely not. So those are the types of things that you want to, like, check in with. It's all about going in, checking in, checking in with yourself and taking a cue from the trees. The trees are out here in all of their majestic colors, releasing their leaves and doing the right thing and 
flowing with nature. When I say doing the right thing, it's like doing what they know to be the best thing for them. They know that if they want beautiful new leaves next year, that now is their season to express their creativity with all the beautiful colors that you see, the reds, the oranges, the yellows, then they go brown, and then everything goes dark, right? And then we are in the winter. It's an interesting kind of way to see it, right? When you're thinking about the timing of the thinning of the veil here in the Northeast, when the leaves start to change, the thinning of the veil is beginning. That's a good like rule of thumb. So as the leaves start to fall, the veil is getting thinner and thinner and thinner. And when the trees have no leaves, the veil is at its thinnest. I mean, literally. And then the veil is thin all the way into next year because if you think about it, if you're, the veil is thin based on the longest nights, the longest night is in December. So if you're thinking about it that way, we'll have months of thin veil. But there's also people who have thin veils and places that have thin veils. So places that have thin veils are like Sedona, Stonehenge, um, places in Tulum, these like spiritual hotspots that people go to to reawaken their their senses, etc. And then people who have thin veils, I mean, well, I'm one of those types of people. My girl Stacy is one of those types of people that we have a natural inclination to connect with the other side. So our veil is always thin. Our We feel spirit energy naturally. It comes naturally. It's very easy. So now double dog. I can't even imagine what it would be like to be in a place where the veil is thin, in a time when the veil is thin, being a person with a thin veil anyway. I think in that case, you would probably see your most vivid apparition. I think that would be the trifecta that would bring forward like visual. I don't see... I don't see um spirits, but I sense them and I'd be picking up what they're putting down on a regular basis. I've done some readings where I've been able to Yeah, call up some pretty interesting characters that connect to the queer the person that I'm reading. So that's pretty cool. So but but yeah, so now if you're not a practitioner, this time may just feel a little like, what is going on? What is this vibe? And the vibe is everywhere around you because it's like spirits are transitioning, right? Some of them are transitioning maybe to the next plane. Some of them um, want to talk to people. They want someone to talk to. They have something to say. Sometimes that's why they linger. Um, and you're going to feel that. I would say the best rule of thumb, if you do not want to um, stay in your house. No, I'm just kidding. Stay in your house until February. But um, um, hmm, how to quiet the sounds. Protection magic, grounding magic, wearing black. Wearing black, even if let's say you're not like a wear black clothes person. I don't know many, but if you're one of those, you can wear um a black bracelet, a black hair tie, you can carry a black stone, black shoes, black socks, black underwear, um, anything that you can wear on your person 
that you you kind of give the intention or you give this thing the job of protecting you protecting warding you warding off negativity warding off spirits but that's also right what Samhain is Samhain Halloween um dressing up in costume and all of that was all about warding off evil spirits blending in with the ghosts like we would dress as ghosts to blend in with them so they wouldn't bother us like it was like that it was literally that simple and now it's like this whole commercialized thing as usual here go here go humans we can definitely make money off of this let's figure out how to make money off of the spiritual practice um welcome christmas it's early we'll get to that later but yeah so that's really what it's all about. Like putting your pumpkins outside, your gourds, your this, your that. Participating in Halloween on a high key is how you can best like keep the spirits at bay. Give them give them their gourds outside, their pumpkins, their you know what I mean? Their give them a little give them a little fright show. Give them a little spider web spider skull moment. Those are the things that honor this time and that practice. So it's much bigger than it's much bigger than just Halloween. There's a lot there's so much more to there's much more reverence you can give it if that's what you choose to do. Ways to give reverence to the season. Altars are always so great. Like right now on my altar I've got some um graveyard dirt. Have graveyard dirt from Salem that I'll be using uh, next week in my new moon ritual. And then I've got, um, it's a funny story, but that I can't tell. Let's just say running through the, <laughs> running through the cemetery because you're not even supposed to be in the cemetery. You did not hear this from me. But basically, you go through the cemetery and you're like, to the left, to the right, look up, look down. Who's the lookout? You're the lookout. Okay, okay, go, 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 go. And so it was like the best time. I would definitely say acquiring the dirt was the be- one of the best, most fun. It made me feel like a kid again. Like it was so silly and so much fun. And so on top, it... it the reason I'm telling you that is because it really, this this beautiful jar really does inspire so many different types of feelings for Halloween because it's the like wondrous, childlike, fun. It's also the, the honoring of the dead and bringing that um, magic into my home with the, you know, like I invite, I invite spirits in all the time with respect and structure and balance. So this time of year, it's just so easy to communicate with the other side that if if you wanted to, let's say, chat with a with a past relative, now's a great time. You can make their favorite food, prepare uh, maybe their favorite flower, whatever they're something that, you know, they really enjoyed, play their favorite music, etc. Those elements will help to bring you closer to that spirit and to that energy. And then you can actually, if you can quiet your mind, because that's another thing too, right? You, The less distractions you have around you, the easier it is to connect to that information. But it's so crazy because you can literally connect to the information 
of your ancestors from the past. Like you can read a book. This is that they don't tell you because it's it's such a weird concept, right? But when you realize that you're a witch or you finally come to terms like, okay, yeah, like I can't ignore this feeling anymore. Like I can't ignore like what's going on. Sometimes it's inherited, like sometimes you're you're brought to it by a guide, right? So that guide has so much information for you. They these your angels, guide spirits, your spiritual table as um I like to call it. They have information for you. They they have all of your secrets, all of your this like akashic record for you. That's a whole other episode we'll get into, but So instead of Googling and buying all these books and reading all these things, you can do deep, especially in Scorpio season, especially right now with the thinning of the veil. You can do these deep meditations where you the the sole purpose is connecting to your ancestry and connecting to your guides and your the spirits that encourage you and and help you day to day. You know, listen, it's Scorpio season. It's deep, it's heavy, it's serious, it's mysterious. We got secrets, we're intense, and then we're having some sex. Like, you're welcome. Like, Scorpio season is giving you the hits on in the creepiest, darkest, and weirdest way. Get weird, lean into it. Lean into the weirdness. Be a little creepy. <laughs> be a little creepy for the next couple of weeks. Get weird. I don't mean that kind of creepy. Damn it. Don't tag me in a weird creepy post either. Don't make it weird. I make it weird, but don't make it that kind. Of, don't make it. You you know what? Just don't tag me. <laughs> you make it whatever weird you're called to. I just don't know if I want credit. Because some of y'all motherfuckers are real weird. And that's cool. And I embrace your weird shit. Let your freak flag fly all the way. High, high, high. You start breaking. You start the criminal activity chain. Don't tag me on that shit, bro. <laughs> so the new moon in Scorpio is like... Preparing for that is really, like I said, we are releasing, we are moving through energy, we are tapping into ancient wisdom, we are tapping, we are going deep down inside and cleaning house. It's kind of like spring cleaning, but it's Scorpio cleaning. It's you're going Scorpio cleaning is shadow work, really. That's really this is this really is a great time for shadow work. Let me talk about what shadow work is for a moment. And part of my tangents, it's Scorpio season. And I'm gonna do what I want. Shadow work is the unseen, hidden truths and untruths that we carry inside of us deep deep down inside the stuff that we don't want people to know the stuff that we're embarrassed about the stuff that we're ashamed of the stuff that we don't really give any time or light to the power of shadow work is that it is a solid part of you that on average gets ignored So when you do bring that forward, when you do give that 
shadow light, when you do give it some attention, you start to really unpack your mysteries. That's where your mysteries are. Your mysteries, the mysteries about you and why you do certain things and how you do certain things and your um, good, bad, and ugly, you know, they're hidden in your shadows. Shadow work is scary, right? It's like literally going into an attic with a flashlight, going into a basement with a flashlight, going into the woods. I mean, you can bring a machete or whatever you need, you know. I'm bringing Dean and I'm Sam Winchester personally, but whatever. So, um, <laughs> that took a that took a very sexy Scorpio turn. I'm back. Okay, so <laughs> I just had a visualization. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've been watching too much Supernatural, guys. It's the season. It's Supernatural season. Oh, that was so funny. Anyway, but shadow work is important because it's how you heal. The light is how you feel when you heal. And the shadow is the work and being in the spaces that need healing, that need to heal that want to heal hugging your monsters there's this book i haven't finished it because audible is just one of those things where i'm like oh i really love this title i love that title and now i'm like in between seven books it's fine and three books in print that i'm reading as well but a lot of them are research and reference so i'll do like a chapter here a chapter there i just get really excited i mean when they're really really good the rules of magic I read clean through. Um, I could barely put it down, but it's a fiction book. So it's the rules of magic is the prequel to Practical Magic, and it is the story of the two aunties, Midnight Margarita Ladies. Yeah, so it was absolutely incredible, and I love that movie, Practical Magic, even more now. And the rules of magic, I think, is arguably a better book, a better story. That should be a movie. I don't know why it's not. Um, so good. Shadow work is like, you know, reading a self-help book and applying the tools you learn. Applying the tools you learn from wanting to do better for yourself is shadow work. Those are These are things that you want to heal. You are enough. You are great. You are meant to be here and here on purpose and it's important that you're here shadow work wants to make sure that you are working in your highest good that's all and now is a perfect time between now and the new moon we've got plenty of time we've got almost 10 days between now and and the full and excuse me and the new moon on October 4th I mean excuse me November 4th ha <laughs> it's almost my birthday sorry hype um to do that work and to release and to kind of tap in I'm going to pull a card for us from the shaman's dream oracle by Albert Valaldo and Colette Baron Reed. It's a 64 card deck. Um, I like it a lot because it's very... It's inspiring, I find. I find it's inspiring. I find it... I mean, phew, I did some... 
pulled some cards from this deck yesterday for myself and a friend, and it was hard hitting. <laughs> I uh, I confess, I took a whole shot of whiskey. I was like, cool. That's intense. I'm going to get my booklet out. You know I love a good little read. Let's see what this card's talking about. I love how I like fuss as if I wasn't recording. I'm like, oh, let me get the booklet. Let me make sure I have everything ready. I could have done that before we started. All right. Our Shaman's Dream Oracle card is ooh, Skywriting the Fates. What is skywriting? This card is beautiful. The fates. That which we cannot change. Non-judgment. It is written in the sky that you have a destiny. You are being invited to explore certain aspects of life unique to you and you alone. That does not mean that your path will be easy paved with gold and littered with diamonds nor does this predict that your journey will be treacherous it is just your path with parts that cannot be changed and must be radically accepted as they are in this way whatever you are faced with every single aspect of your life is perfect in its imperfection not good or bad neither in flow nor blocked this nor that see your life as a series of opportunities rather than an obstacle course once you master the skill of non-judgment, you open to the power of curiosity, unencumbered by the burdens of yesterday's fears, as you look ahead into the potential of the future. Yes, you still need to be brave. Right now, you are facing a critical moment in time with an opportunity to meet your fate, a choice point where you expand your influence and your capacity for abundance, love, and purposeful action. Now is the moment to leap into it, whether it be a heart connection, a call to creativity, or a new identity in your work or another area of life with all your heart and soul. Your success is surely written in the stars. In order to bring your destiny to fruition, you must jump into the adventure with both feet and do your part. Yes, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, you're going to manifest. You're going to do your thing. Oh, I should leave this out so I can post it. She's pretty. Manifesting is everything. But if you're not in alignment with your manifestation, it gets nowhere. And then all you do is not believe in magic, not believe in your abilities. You lose confidence. And you just you just lose in general. So let's focus on that. This was a fun episode. I mean, we could talk about, I could go on and on about how to engage with Scorpio energy, um, how to, you know, work with the thinning of the veil in terms of spirits and stuff. But it really all depends on the level of practitioner. If you want to honor your lost relatives, you know, that have passed to the other side, you can light candles, put up pictures, cook their favorite foods, play their favorite music. And um, just thank them for everything they've done for you. Ask questions to the universe, like write questions down on paper. And then watch, watch things unfold, especially over the next couple of months. This is just the gateway. This is just the precipice. We have barely begun the thinnest days. So this is just like the, the kickstart. When we get to 
the winter solstice, which is Yule, ironically, right? So everyone's like getting ready for Christmas. Meanwhile, meanwhile, mediums and necromancers are like, I can't fucking please shut up. Oh my God. Some days the noise, the noise that no one hears. You know what I just realized? I'm actually going to New Orleans for my birthday and the veil's going to be thin. And I went in June during the summer solstice when the days were long and could still, you see, this is what I'm saying about going to a thin veil place, being a thin veil person during a time when the veil is is thin. So stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned for the wild adventures of Auda in New Orleans because oh my goodness, I just realized that that's a vibe. Because when I went a couple of years ago, it was totally a thing. It was absolutely a scene. I hope you guys have an amazing Halloween and Samhain and Dia de los Muertos and all of that fun stuff. There's so much wonder and magic and mystery to behold this season. There's a lot of reasons to, uh, you know, tap into the energies. I think as the universe and especially our planet has this resurgence of more natural ancient practices the energies around us are going to feel that much more amplified and feel that much more serious because we are now in a new space energetically. We are more open to it. We understand it differently. So as we continue that journey of understanding these things, it's only going to be stronger and unfold and reveal more to us. So I think it's cool to like be prepared for that shift. And again, like I said, if you're listening to this podcast, you're about that life on some level. So welcome to Scorpio season where the mysteries and the witchcraft and the and the spirits want to chat. <laughs> spirits are chatty as fuck this week. <laughs> Hope you guys have a really good one. Thanks for tuning in. Follow me on Instagram. I'm really grateful for all your feedback and all your questions and all your support. Anything you guys have to add, I am here for the noise. Y'all have a good one and happy Scorpio season, witches. See you soon.